Zipper, 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 chicka, chicka, Sam Sports Podcast. Yo, we're back, and guess what? It is conference championship week, baby. This Sunday, two games, final four. Who's going to win and go to the Super Bowl? And you know what? There's going to be a lot of drama this weekend. Number one, number two seed from both conferences meeting in the conference championship game. That's what I'm talking about. Are you ready for football this Sunday? Because I'm ready for football this Sunday. You think there's drama, baby? Let me get you warmed up, okay? I'm going to go right into it. Patriots, Broncos, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady meeting for the 17th time. Everybody's talking about it. Oh, my God, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, the two Titan quarterbacks who have ruled this league for the last 15 years magically are once again squaring off head-to-head to to figure out who's going to be the champion once again. We do it all over again, and the only guys who will not want to look at Brady versus Manning are Brady and Manning. You even saw Peyton Manning after that win against the Steelers. He's like, well, uh, you know, uh, it's really just going to be, you know, the Broncos versus the Patriots. And Tom Brady's saying the same thing. Whatever the hell they say, everybody else is going, oh, my God, it's Brady and Manning. And we're also taking in the fact that we know this could be the last time. This could be the last time. Peyton Manning is probably not coming back to the Broncos next year. Might not be playing football next year. This could be his last ride off into the sunset. This really could be it. Whereas Tom Brady, it's like he's Lazarus. You know, he just sold his soul to the devil or something. This man just keeps playing. I I think he's got several more years left in him. Let's rip apart this game. Denver Broncos, New England Patriots. It's going to be in Denver. It will be the first game of the day. They're going to have that just kick right off. They want all the audiences. They know that's going to be the real money game that everyone's going to be watching. So I took a look at this game. I was looking at it, digesting it, um, as I like to use the word digest quite a bit. So here's what I'm seeing right off the bat, and this is something that I think some of the people stick out when they talk about is that it's not Brady versus Manning. It's Tom Brady versus the Denver Broncos defense, and it's Peyton Manning versus the New England Patriots defense. Denver Broncos defense is pretty fantastic, and I think that the real thing that you've seen in years past that have caused problems for Tom Brady is pass rush. When you get guys in the backfield breaking down his pocket forcing him to throw the ball faster than he wants to, throws his timing off, he ends up missing receivers, he ends up getting sacked, he ends up throwing incomplete passes, and you know he can get angry pretty fast. You want to think about the pass rush, think of Week 17 against the Dolphins. You want to think about the pass rush, pretty much picture any game where the Patriots have not looked like the Patriots. And it's typical that the defensive line is getting into the backfield and causing problems for them. So that's kind of where I think the turning point will be for the Patriots. If the Broncos are really going to start breaking down the Patriots offensive game and Tom Brady, it's really going to be a Von Miller. It's going to be a DeMarcus Ware. It's going to be these guys causing havoc on uh, Tom Brady's offensive line, which Tom Brady's offensive line has been dicey all season. You know, they've gone come in and out with injuries. They've had problems all throughout the season. They're playing better right now, which you can feel good about. Um, But I think that's really something where you're going to see Denver actually trying to get into the backfield and causing trouble. That's where they're really going to be able to succeed. Now, 
let's talk a little bit about uh, the the Brady Manning saga or or tales. There's a lot of discussion of well, Brady's won all these games. He's nine and three overall. The teams are two. Throw all that shit out the window, okay? We like to talk about this in the football. The sports people, they like to bring up, well, you know, in this AFC title game when they play this. That shit is years ago, okay? Aside from Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, none of those other players are playing. These teams are not these teams. It's not the Colts. Teddy Bruschi isn't out there. Willie McGinnis isn't out there. Dwight Freeney's not out there. These guys are not... We're not talking about those guys. We're talking about Brady and Manning. We're talking about the teams right now. So if you want to think about some games that happened in the past that might actually affect or, you know, uh, tell as to who's going to win this game, there's only really two games I want to look at. I want to look at the game earlier this season when the Patriots lost in overtime to the Denver Broncos, and I want to look at the AFC Championship game from two years ago when Brady and Manning and the Broncos and the Patriots met to go to the Super Bowl, and uh, Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning won that game. So number one, let's think about the 2013 title game, okay? Let's say it was in Denver. A uh, couple of things to think about. Um, no Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is, is a key part of that Patriots offense. He wasn't playing. That was the year where he blew out his knee against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Danny Amendola was in the game. He didn't really – he wasn't that effective. Like, you really saw – Tom Brady struggle with his with his receivers. He had a lot of no-name guys who were catching the ball for him. And on the other side of the ball, Peyton Manning broke the touchdown record that year. He threw for 400 yards on the Patriots in that AFC title game. He had two touchdowns. I mean, he was kind of unstoppable. He also had um, <clears throat> Julius Thomas, Eric Decker, Wes Welker, this man had a stockpile of receivers that he could just pick and choose from, and his arm was functioning, which is something I can't exactly say has been happening this year. Uh, we can also jump into the fact that um, Champ Bailey was playing on that Denver Broncos team. One of, the, one of the plays was Champ Bailey forcing a fumble or picking off Tom Brady. I, I don't know if Tom Brady, no, I don't think he threw a pick, but he did force a fumble in that game. And the Denver defense really choked down Tom Brady, and they couldn't get anything going really on offense. Tom Brady had nowhere to pass, couldn't convert third downs, couldn't keep the drive going. And the Broncos ended up jumping out to a pretty big, I think it was 20-3. to um, Patriots made it a game, but the Broncos pretty much took it away. There was, I don't really know. And the Patriots that year, they were where the Broncos are this year. They kind of backed into the AFC Championship game, and the Broncos were on fire. I think it's the complete opposite right now. I think that the Broncos have backed into this game, and I think the Patriots are the team that's on fire. This time around, I mean, they're, they're, they're crazy because the Broncos, Peyton Manning isn't playing how he is. They're relying heavily on the run game. You're seeing a lot of C.J. Anderson, and you're seeing a lot of uh, Ronnie Hillman. And something else to take away from the game earlier this season, now we focused on the title game. Let's talk about the game that happened earlier this season when the Patriots had a pretty considerable lead, and Brock Osweiler, not Peyton Manning, Brock Osweiler came in, and he essentially orchestrated several long drives down the field that tied the game and won it. And we also must remember that a big part of the game, a big part of the turning point in that Patriots-Broncos game from earlier this season was a muffed punt. Uh, so the Broncos punted the ball, Patriots muffed the reception. Broncos uh, were able to recover it and score a quick touchdown that allowed them to kind of catch up pretty quickly in the fourth quarter. Um, but I really think that in some ways, Brock Osweiler was a bigger reason why the Broncos won that game. And you're not going to have him today. If anything, 
I think to some degree, you lose some arm strength by putting Peyton Manning in the game. And I think that the Patriots D and Bill Belichick, these guys are good at what they do. They're going to come in with a game plan. They're going to want to get into the backfield. They're going to be putting a lot of guys up on the line of scrimmage because they know Peyton, they're going to force Peyton Manning to throw the ball. They're going to force him to throw the ball. They're going to force him to get those third downs to Demarius Thomas. They're going to bring their pass rush. You're going to see Chandler Jones and, and Dante Hightower and, and, and Jamie Collins. You're going to see these guys, I think, causing havoc around the line of scrimmage. And I think the pass rush on Peyton is going to be a little ugly. And because I think the Patriots aren't particularly scared of Peyton's passing, they're going to really force Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson to run the ball and try to make a difference uh, on the ground, and they have ways of busting out, uh, finding the hole. Uh, the offensive line for the Broncos has also had some issues this season. Um, I think that uh, I think it's probably going to be all Patriots all day. Uh, I really feel the Pats are going to come out and uh, they're going to impose their will. Um, uh, I don't feel as though Manning has it in his arm strength. I think that the plays that are going to need to be made are going to be made by Tom Brady and his team. I think they're going to do kind of what they did against the Chiefs. They're going to come out with a game plan, get a quick score on the board. Um, I feel more positive about the Denver Broncos defense getting takeaways from Tom Brady and maybe a fumble out of Steven Jackson, um, you know, because the Patriots have not been using their running game at all. However, last week it didn't really seem to matter that they weren't using their running game. Um, but I really feel this week... Uh, I think you're going to see a fair amount of passing from both Peyton Manning and Tom Brady as these teams try to stop the run. Uh, I think the team that will really prevail with this strategy will be the Patriots. I think that Tom Brady will be able to get the third down when he needs them. I think when uh, the Broncos blitz, he's going to take advantage of it. Uh, I, I mean, I see a pretty hard-fought game but I see the Patriots really kind of jumping out early and keeping control of the game. And I think when the Broncos need to catch up and, and, and keep in the game, they're going to struggle. I think that Peyton Manning will find that he's going to have a few third downs that are not going to go his way. Um, my call right now, I'm picking the Patriots to win the game 27 to 17. Uh, they right now, the line is that the Patriots by three points. Um, I think, I think they'll beat that spread. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game for the ages. There's going to be a lot of publicity, a lot of talk, a lot of this, Peyton Manning, Tom, blah, 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 whatever. It's BS. The true point is that it's going to be a great game. It's going to be in Denver. I don't think the weather's going to be a, a huge factor, but I just I don't think that that Broncos defense hassling Tom Brady will turn the tide of the game. I think that people are hoping it will. I think that um, there's a real sense that Peyton Manning still has the arm strength in him. But uh, for me, someone who's been watching the games an awful lot, and I think many pundits out there can agree that it's, it's hard to sort of bet on Peyton Manning in this situation. I, I, once again, I said last week uh, with uh, the Broncos playing the Steelers that if Peyton is bad enough, you're going to see a Brock Osweiler sighting. And I think in this situation... I feel a little bit even even more positive that you're going to see a Brock Osweiler sighting. If they get down late and Peyton Manning is really throwing, you know, you know, lobbing just 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 hanging footballs up in the air, I really think that you're going to see Gary Kubiak scratching his chin saying, mm, Brock, 
Brock, can we get in here? Let's see if Brock can head him down the field. And part of it is because Brock just has the arm strength and because uh, the Patriots, I don't think, have been particularly game planning for his ability to be in the pocket. I think that they're ready for Peyton. Not that they're not ready for Brock, but uh, it's. I think you might even be able to get more on the Broncos' offense with Brock Eisweiler than you can with Peyton Manning in this particular game. Um, however, Brock Osweiler is still not Peyton Manning. He's never been to this dance before. He's never been in a big enough game before. If they bring him in and force him to sort of play hero, I'm still putting my money on the Patriots and Tom Brady. It's hard to stop Goliaths like them, and those guys are pretty damn good. Um, like I said, picking the Patriots, I think it's going to be a fantastic game, but I really do kind of think it's going to be all Patriots all day. I think it'll be close, but I think that the Patriots are going to get stops when they need to. They're going to go down the field when they need to. And um, the Broncos are going to struggle. And I'm saying the Patriots will go to the Super Bowl. So, talked a lot about that game. I, I like, I could spew more on this game. The, the real tricky part about some of these games is that, uh, is that there's only two games. There's only three games left in the NFL season and two more Sundays worth of football. Single tear. I'm really crying thinking about it, man. I just want more football. I don't want to wait this long. Let's go to the next game. Let's go to the Panthers and the, uh, and the Arizona Cardinals. So, NFC Championship game is going to be the second game of the matchups. Uh, this will be at 6.40 Eastern time. Uh, right now, I believe the Carolina Panthers are favored by three points. That's the line. Um, this will be a better game, in my opinion. Uh, it's much more difficult to figure out who will be the victor here. I think both of these teams are very evenly matched. Uh, both of them are playing out of their mind. Carolina's D... D, 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 D. Their Carolina defense, their front seven, even their secondary with backup guys is playing pretty well. Uh, they're going to be without Jared Allen. That's painful, but I, I, I don't think it matters. They're so damn good. They're going to be causing havoc everywhere. Carolina's defense, Cam Newton. Those are the real storylines of this game. We're going to talk about Arizona in a second, but Carolina's defense, they're going to impose their will on the Arizona offensive line. Arizona's got a good offensive line, but... They're going to get in there. They're going to crumple the pocket. They're going to be forcing Carson Palmer to throw the ball, and I think it's going to be difficult. Their pass rush, once again, screwing up timing. Same thing with Tom Brady, mixing up timing for Carson Palmer, getting him to make those throws quicker and earlier in, and screwing up the timing on the routes. That, I think, is going to cause – it's going to be the same storyline there. You're going to see them struggling to get third downs. And Arizona, we saw them struggle against the Packers' defense. We saw issues as they tried to get third downs. We saw issues as they tried to run the ball. And I think that Carolina is probably going to cause even more trouble than the Packers' defense did. Um, as we saw against Seattle, I mean, they just they, they were a, an absolute force against that team. So I think that uh, uh, you're really going to have them cause trouble for Carson Palmer. And Carson Palmer, I think, is going to need to roll out of the pocket, which is not something he likes to do that much. Now, I did read a Bill Barnwell article on ESPN talking about how uh, the Carolina defense struggles when a uh, quarterback rolls out of the pocket and has to throw. That's actually the one time when they they don't when they're not the best on defense when they do give up plays, and that's something Carson Palmer doesn't do well. He doesn't move that way. He's not a mobile quarterback. He's not rolling out of the pocket. One of the best plays he had against the Packers was when he rolled out of the pocket, but I think he did it twice all game. He's a guy who, he's, he's, he's torn that ACL twice. He likes to sit in the pocket. He likes to throw the ball, and he's got amazing wide receivers. We've seen Michael Floyd. We've seen Larry Fitzgerald. We've seen John Brown. He's got some great tight ends. He's got David Johnson. I mean, the offense for Arizona 
is much more frightening than what you saw from Seattle last week. Even with Seattle's explosive air game with uh, to Doug Baldwin and, and Jermaine Curse, it's still not the same as Arizona's. Arizona is vicious with that offense. But Cam Newton. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Cam Newton. On the offensive side for Carolina, Cam Newton's, he's the MVP. I mean, I don't know if there's been a player that has affected the game, a single player that has affected the game for their team more than anybody else than Cam Newton. I mean, he is the MVP. He's, he, gets, he, gets thirds down, he gets third downs with his legs. He finds the third down conversion to Greg Olson. He'll find a second and 10 down to Corey Brown. He'll find Devin Funches. And then Jonathan Stewart and Cameron Artis Payne and Cam Newton. You put all these guys together, they are a running juggernaut. And they were pounding it against Seattle. And you're going to see them pounding it against the Arizona defense. Now, just like Seattle, Arizona has a fantastic defense. They've got a great front seven. They've got Calais Campbell. They've got these secondary. They're missing Tyron Matthew, but they're still a force to be reckoned with. However... Same Arizona defense that let friggin' Aaron Rodgers throw two Hail Marys to tie the game. Same Arizona defense that struggled against uh, some of the Packers' offensive plays. So, same prominent, strong Arizona defense is playing Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers' offense. I don't think there's anything particularly flashy about the Carolina offense. They're not, they don't have thousand-yard receivers. They're not, they're not doing that. They're just grounding it and pounding it. Old-school football, physical football, really driving it in there. Jonathan Stewart running all over you, and when you're stopping to take a breath, Cam Newton's running all over you. This is probably the only team of the four teams left where Carolina actually designs run plays for Cam Newton, play um, option reads. I mean, this guy is just an absolute force to be reckoned with. So, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm feeling very, I'm favoring the Carolina Panthers in this game. I think something else to mention is Arizona's run game relies a lot on deep threats. Uh, the, the, the prowess of David Johnson and the ability to run the ball on the Arizona side really comes from the fact that the defense comes away from the line of scrimmage because they're afraid of the John Browns, the Michael Floyds, the Larry Fitzgeralds. Now, with the exception of the fourth quarter in overtime, we saw the Packers' defense slow down that offense. We saw them really cause trouble. And uh, aside from that opening drive for the Cardinals, um, they really struggled throughout the course of the game. Um, I think that even with those exciting offensive players, the Carolina defense is so goddamn good. They're linebackers. I mean, did you see that play where Luke Keekley ran all the way across the field and batted the ball down right in front of Doug Baldwin? I mean, this is a linebacker covering chunks of the field. These guys are fantastic. So... It's going to be scary. Uh, I really think it's going to be difficult for Arizona to do what they want to do. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was picking Arizona as, as an exciting team to go to the Super Bowl. And I think at that time, I think I picked the Patriots and the Cardinals. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to go back on that. I'm going to have to say, eh, I don't really know. Because I, 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 in this game, I'm going to have to pick the Carolina Panthers to win the game. I'm saying the Panthers will win 26-23. to 23. I think both teams are clicking on all cylinders, but Carolina just has everything that they need to get the W. They've got the little intangibles so that they can squeak out that play that's probably going to be the difference maker. Uh, you know, they're going to be in Carolina, home field advantage. That can't hurt. Cam Newton is a force to be reckoned with. They're 15-1. and one. Arizona has had a fantastic season, but, I mean, the struggles from last week against the Green Bay Packers, 
um, seeing their, you know, seeing their great defense blow plays against Aaron Rodgers and seeing their great offense struggle against the Packers defense really gave me pause. And then I watched the Carolina Panthers manhandle the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so <laughs> really made me rethink my picks. Um, I'm right now, I'm saying the Panthers, I think they're a hell of a football team. Cam Newton should win MVP. I think they're going to take this game. I think it will be close. I think it will be very physical. I don't think that Arizona is going to go down without a fight. Um, I, I think it will probably be the more exciting game of the two games this weekend. Uh, very, very jazzed to see how this is going to go. Very, very excited. These are great football games. I'm picking the Panthers. I'm picking the Patriots. That's what my Super Bowl is going to be. Patriots-Panthers going to be a repeat of uh, the 2003 Super Bowl when Jake Delo Tony Deloge, Jake Delone was there quarterbacking. And, you know, Adam Vinatieri had to win the game on a field goal. I believe it was Tom Brady's second Super Bowl at the time. Uh, and, well... I, I, I don't want to jump into the Super Bowl picks yet. I, I got to see the NFC champion, the, the NFC, AFC championship games. I got I to gotta see what's going on there. Got to, got to, got to, you know, got to wrestle a little bit and see what's happening. I, you know, it's, it's so much more is going to be revealed after this week. And, and plus there could be more injuries, could be much more injuries coming out this week. You never know. It's football. Lots of guys get hurt. Um, so those are my official picks. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of games. I think Manning and Brady will be the story. I, I kind of think that that game's not going to be as exciting as we think. Um, but I'm super excited. Uh, I'm very, very, you know, there's little football left, but uh, I wanted to at least cram this in as, as much as I could. A couple more things I want to mention before I sign off for today's podcast. Um, I want to say a happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. It was a beautiful day. Uh, I'm glad everybody was able to take an opportunity. Uh, great on social media everywhere, uh, celebrating the great man and what he did and his memory. Uh, God bless him in that day. Um, and also, I really also want to send my thoughts and prayers out to Chris Mortensen, the amazing uh, reporter for ESPN, was diagnosed with cancer. It's very, very sad. Uh, we're hoping he gets better soon. Certainly, there have been cases of people who have recovered from uh, stage four throat cancer like this. Really terrible. I don't want to end on a sad note, but I really just, you know, these are great people who work very, very hard and do the things that we love and talk about the sports that we love. And, um, you know, they should be celebrated and supported in situations like this, which are tough, which is, uh, you know, really makes the, puts the game in perspective in those moments. Um, so anyway, these are my championship game predictions, my championship game breakdowns. I'm excited for the games. I think they're going to be fantastic to watch. A um, couple more things to say. I've been starting a YouTube channel. I've been starting a, a Gmail account. If you want to email me, it's Sam Sports po uh, Sam Sports Station at Gmail. That's S A M S S P O R T S. S-T-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. Please email me. Give me thoughts. Uh, if you want me to do a podcast on a particular topic, I would love to do that. As football slows down, I've got to start finding more uh, material to do content on. I'm looking to talk about basketball, and I'm even looking to talk about football in the offseason. I love football so much that it's tough to go into that offseason with no football, and you know what? Might as well inject some football into it. So uh, please email me, content on or, uh, comment on SoundCloud, comment on iTunes, subscribe, Stitcher, iTunes. Listen, I want you guys to be listening to me. I love spewing football. I know you guys love listening to football. And we'll be throwing in other kinds of sports like basketball, all that stuff. It's the, it's the best. So guys get, get, or, and ladies, get excited for the games. They're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think we're all excited for them. And uh, I'm, pretty, uh, I'm pretty into it. But that's about it. I'm, I'm rambling now. I'm done. This is over. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.